So it's, we have a new year, Jeff is traveling. We thought this was a good time to do a budget update uh, for the church family and see how we're doing. Uh, I acknowledge that that makes some of you cringe, that that is not the most spiritual sounding topic for a Sunday morning from the pulpit. So what I should probably say is, I'm gonna talk to you about stewardship and accountability this morning. Uh, two very spiritual topics. Jesus talked about the, that, uh, especially in the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. Stewardship is what we do, how we take care of what God has given us. And accountability is making sure someone else knows how we're doing with that and facing the consequences of whether that's been good or bad. And so stewardship and accountability. Let's talk about the church's financial stewardship and accountability this morning. Yes, there are numbers uh, to be shared. And I have a cat toy. Yes, we have a cat at home. This is going to help me this morning to point out some things. This first column is the budget for this past year, 22. And the middle column is our projected results. We're not quite finalized in that. It'll take another week or so before Elizabeth has crunched all the numbers. But this is pretty close to where we're landing for the year of 22. And then we've got our fiscal plan for the budget for 23. We've been working on that for a little while, and it has come together. A uh, little context. In 21, uh, 20 and 21, our giving has been uh, going downward a little bit. And in the year of 21, we still had a pretty much break-even year financially because our spending was down, curtailing back some activities because of COVID and things like that. So when we budgeted for 22, this was not a large increase in giving that we were asking for. We were just trying to get uh, hold the line on how we were giving. And uh, we actually budgeted for a deficit. God has provided some reserves for this church through you. Thank you for that. And in planning for 22, we had decided to dip into the reserves a little bit because we were convicted about some things we still needed to move forward on, even though giving was trending downward a little bit with COVID. Primarily, shoring up the children's program bringing in a full-time person for that, and enhancing some worship tools that we have, both online and here at the building. So we had a bit of a deficit planned, and the way we landed, giving was down, as you can see here. Um, and so we were making you aware of that through the year, and especially at the end of the year, we were letting you know, and we had an appeal, hey, can you help us with some catch-up contributions and such? Church, you had responded very generously. If you notice in the midweek bulletins that go out, November was a very generous month of giving, and December was a very, very generous month of giving. And so thank you for responding to that. That helped a great deal in where we landed for the year. So even though giving was down, and this shows that generosity, we did have a bit of a deficit for the year, but not near as big even as we were planning. And so that was a very good place to land. A lot of that was because of reduced spending during the year. Um, it took us a while to hire Jeremiah. God did answer 
um, the conviction of our heart, and he's been a great blessing. Continue to pray for him, but he's been wonderful. Uh, but it took us a while to find him, so we had some salary savings there. And it took us a while to find Nathan as well for the youth ministry job. Uh, uh, we were able to keep those things going because folks like Gwen Walker stepped up into the children's ministry role and Jeremy Picker in the teens ministry role, filled in those gaps wonderfully during the year, but financially that was quite a bit of savings. So we had lower spending here on the staff line. Uh, we didn't use the church vans as much or our activities. Ministry spending was down for the year. This is things like the food pantry, uh, benevolence, worship, fellowship activities, things like that. So we haven't returned to our pre-COVID levels for some things. And uh, we've had some folks that give very generously specifically for the food pantry. So it did not need to use its whole budget to keep up with things for the year. And so uh, that's, this is where some of those savings are showing up with the ministries. We did honor all of our missions commitments. This little bit of reduced spending is because the Brockingtons uh, ended their foreign mission work um, late in the year, and so we had a little bit of savings there, but we did honor all of our commitments to the foreign and local missions efforts. So this is where we landed for the year, and thank you for that. So then our budget for the new year, we are requesting from the body a 7% increase in order to have a break-even budget for the new year. Uh, that's not a tiny number, but it's not an overwhelming number, I hope. Um, as we look at this giving line, it is less than we had budgeted last year, acknowledging this trend that we're on. Um, but it is more, 7% more, than we got last year. By the way, this other income, I should just mention, we have a couple of rental properties adjacent to our property here. Most of that is the rent income. We get a little bit of interest on our reserves. If there's a wedding at the building, there's a little bit of income for that. So that's what this other income line is. It's pretty consistent. Um, so anyway, on the giving line, the plan for the new year, 7% increase, and we do have to acknowledge, church, where are we at with our giving? You have been very generous. God has provided. This is not doom and gloom happening, even though we're trimming some things. But we do have to look at that line and our trend for several years and admit, and I think today is a good time to just admit, that we're not particularly healthy in our giving as a body. And that is not because the overall number is a little lower every year. It's about our level of participation, the number of folks participating. You know, we do an uh, annual statement for everyone who contributes as required by the IRS. And uh, very few people are involved in that process and knowing what those numbers are. And so be confident. You've got confidentiality as we handle those. But at a high level, we really don't generate very many of those statements to very many of the members to acknowledge your giving during the year uh, for a body this size. And so right away, my mind goes to, well, we might have a lot of people giving cash. They like the anonymity of that. Don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, things like that. And that's perfectly valid. That is available to you if you like to give cash. Uh, you can do that, and some do that. But we also have to acknowledge, in total, 
our contributions, far less than 10% of what we get comes in the form of cash. So we don't have a lot of church family members choosing to give in that way. And so the ideal, healthy contribution is 100% participation. At whatever level that is, that is what honors God, like the Proverbs 3, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And our giving, how we spend our money, is one of those ways we need to acknowledge him. And we have to admit, as a body in total, we are struggling with that and need to grow in that area. An analogy I like to use, I've used before, is with our singing and our praise to God. We are to honor and glorify him with a joyful noise. We have very gifted and talented people on the praise team, and they are leading out and using their gift. Maybe that's 10 different people that are in that rotation. Thank you to them. We've got another 10 people or so that are really gifted at singing scattered throughout the body. They're not part of the praise team, but they're wonderful when you sit next to them and they're helping the overall singing. Imagine if our praise to God were those couple of dozen people and the rest of us were not singing. We were just enjoying that beautiful noise. Or maybe we're humming along. It's so much better, and it's so much more obviously better when we're all participating and joining in in the singing. And so we all want to do that. We do that. We've had great songs this morning. You could tell we kicked in a, a notch on some songs more than others, and that's pretty cool. A pretty cool thing. But we need all of us to praise God, and we need all of us to participate in the giving to be a healthy church. So it's not a doom and gloom message. There is lots of blessing here and lots of good going on. Uh, but that is, that is where we are. It's okay to acknowledge that. And uh, we want to improve on that and build on that this year. We will have a little bit more teaching. Hopefully not overemphasizing this element of our worship to God, but it is one aspect. Um, if we learned that we were a church that had a problem with gossip, I hope we would have more teaching and try to address that and how unhealthy that is and things like that. And so these last few years are shining the light that we're not particularly healthy in our overall giving, and so let's, let's work on that. Let's make those changes that God calls us to and to continue to glorify his name as we do that. And so that's where we are uh, trying to go forward. A couple more details about the new year is that on the staff line, you know that Jeannie Breitzman has gone off to teaching in Florida. She started teaching this past week, continue to pray for her with this, that transition, but we are not replacing her position in case that was not obvious to you. Um, and so that's creating some savings and we're trying to shift some of our resources in uh, lower revenues to more ministry, less administration, and trying to manage that transition. How can we do that? Uh, also, I'd like to announce this morning that Dolores, after 35 years of blessing the church, working in the office, is going to be calling it a career at the end of March. And so we've got a little time to enjoy her as we figure out this transition. She's been a wonderful blessing, the voice and face of the church, really, for so long. And uh, we'll acknowledge her when that date gets a little closer. 
So that's a transition happening, and we will not be replacing that position either. So obviously, we are dumping everything on Elizabeth. <laughs> not. We are working very hard to figure out how to make this a sustainable thing, spread out the load a little bit. We may have some volunteers coming in to work in the office from here and there. And so if you're interested in that, uh, communicate with us. We may take some administrative staff and spread it out among the ministry staff, not to overwhelm them, but just to spread out the load a little bit and be healthier in that. And so we're working on that. Uh, your prayers for that are welcome. Let's see, in the office line, uh, we had some savings this year, and the reason this number is the same as last year's budget is because we are acknowledging that utility rate increases are being requested all over the place. If you have not noticed, gas, electric, water, sewer, they're all asking for rate increases. So we're simply trying to budget and be prepared for that. And uh, you can maintain some of these savings, but be ready to cover our bills. Ministries, we've got to return to, uh, toward this level uh, as we you know, recover from COVID and we move back into doing all the things that we're committed to do with the ministry leaders. And then missions line, there's a little bit of savings here. Um, again, this is both foreign and local. And uh, so for the foreign missionaries, I'm happy to announce, other than the Brockingtons, where we're ending that support, we've got some savings there. All of our foreign missionaries are at the same level as before or maybe a modest bump for them. We're maintaining that commitment to them. So that's really good news. But our local missions that are on this line, that is Christian Family Services, Axe Campus Ministry, the North City Church of Christ, and room, uh, let's see, not room at the end, uh, Camp Neatez, we've asked all of those local missions to take a 5% reduction from us in our, in our support for them. Uh, we think that's modest and obtainable, hate to do that, but it's part of managing our resources that we do have available, and we look forward to returning to supporting them like we have in the past. So again, net results uh, can be very positive with this, Again, let me couch all of this in the thankfulness for how generous you have been responding to our request at the end of the year, providing all of these resources, and a call to more health, and uh, exploring with us in the scripture, what does that mean to be more healthy? Uh, Brett is going to elaborate on that a little bit more for us this morning, and uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Melanie, too. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks to Dave and the people that work with you on the finance committee. Accounting's not real glamorous, but it's necessary, and we appreciate the stewardship you provide. And I guess on that is, you know, hopefully the church knows that we want to be transparent with our finances. You know, we just summarize stuff up there, but if you want any more information, you know, get with Dave or one of the elders, and, and we just want to make sure that you guys are comfortable with, with what we're doing with the finances. Um, I just wanted to make a few follow-up comments to what David was talking about, and I guess one of the first ones is the building. You know, you'll notice up here one of the bigger budget items was on the church building. Now, we all realize that 
Um, the church isn't this physical building. You know, it's not this structure and that this structure isn't essential for our worship. Um, yet we spend a lot of our resources on this. And so, you know, an honest question is, okay, well, is this a good idea? Is this worth it? Um, you know, looking around, I can tell many of you remember the old mid-county days. And, you know, I remember we didn't have a building, but it took a lot of effort. You know, every Sunday I remember we'd have to pack up a trailer and people would put plastic bins in their cars and, and you know, you couldn't put anything on the walls. You could never have a place to have a children's class. You know, every week we had to set up and tear down. Um, and you compare that to what we have here. I mean, you look at this beautiful building and you look at our children's classes and you look at the, what the youth group has and the facilities we have and what a blessing, what a blessing. And I've got a slide, if we can throw that up here, guys. So this is busy. This is just what happens in a week at this church. You know, we don't just use this every Sunday, but this is what goes on in this building. Um, so here's a slide showing many of the ways that we work out our mission through this building. So this church does a lot of good work and much of that is done because we have this beautiful facility and so, you know, again, when I think back to what we had at Mid-County, I am more than happy to put extra in the collection each week for what we have here. And really, I think God is using this place. I just do think it's a great um, use of our resources. Um, my next thought that I wanted to add on to Dave is the thought of a balanced budget. So Dave and the finance committees, they do a great job um, being good stewards, making sure that the budget is balanced. But often that means that when the giving is lower, the expenditures is lower. And I want you guys to think about what that means. So yeah, we have a budget, a balanced budget, but is that a good thing? So a budget is a planning tool. So each year the elders and the ministry leaders, they get to go and say, hey, what's important? What do we want to do? And then we try to allocate resources about that. So when with the giving is lower, that means we have to cut back on something, which means that there are ministries that aren't getting funded. There's good things that aren't getting done. And, you know, it's, we need to have a balanced budget, yes, but just realize that that's not something that you should applaud, is that we have a balanced budget, but are we actually doing what we intended to do? Are we meeting the vision of what we want to do as a church? Um, this next one is... Thoughts about our giving and kind of piggybacks a little bit on what Dave was saying about how healthy are we with our giving. And I hope that when we give, we don't think about it as being transactional. So McKnight needs money to run. Yes, that's true. But that should not be the main motivation for our giving. And I want to give a couple examples. Um, so right at the beginning of the Bible, the first offering we read about, Cain and Abel, you know, they bring their offering to God. So this is before there's a church. This is before there's an administration and a budget and overhead. You know, they brought an offering to God out of love and recognition that everything we have is from God. And I also want to just give a, a hypothetical. So... 
Imagine somebody in our congregation wins the lottery and they're generous and they say, hey, I'm gonna donate millions of dollars to the church. Well, the elders could stand up in front of the congregation and say, hey, we have this blessing. Somebody's donated all this money. For the next three years, we don't need to take up a collection. Our budget is met. So as a congregation, we shouldn't rejoice. We should be offended about that. You know, why are we giving, you know? In the Bible, there's a picture of uh, Christ with the disciples. And they're in church, and this old widow comes up, uh, throws a couple copper coins in the, in the collection. And Christ says, hey, you see what she did? And he praised her. Now, the widow knew that that money didn't make any difference to the budget of the temple, but she gave it out of love for God. And again, understanding that everything we have is from God. And I think that's hopefully what our attitude is going to be. You know, why do we give? You know, are we participating? And it's not how much you give, but it's your attitude and your recognition of what we have from God the Father. So that leads into my last point, which is the question, how much should we give? And Kennedy, are you here? I've asked her to come up and read a statement it's a few sentences that C.S. Lewis wrote in Mere Christianity to be about that, that topic. So, Kennedy, if you'd come up here real quick. Some people nowadays say that charity ought to be unnecessary and that instead of giving to the poor, we ought to be producing a society in which there were no poor to give to. They may be quite right in saying that we ought to produce this kind of society, but if anybody thinks that as a consequence you can stop giving in the meantime, then he has parted company with all Christian morality. I do not believe one can settle how much we ought to give. I am afraid the only safe rule is to give more than we can spare. In other words, if our expenditure on comforts, luxuries, amusements, etc., is up to the standard common among those with the same income as our own, we are probably giving away too little. If our charities do not at all pinch or hamper us, I should say they are too small. There ought to be things we should like to do and cannot do because our charities' expenditure excludes them. I am speaking now of charities in the common way, particular cases of distress among your own relatives, friends, neighbors, or employees, which God, as it were, forces upon your notice may demand much more, even to the crippling and endangering of your own position. Thanks, thanks, Kennedy. Um, so let me close just by saying thanks to the people in this room. So thank you for the many ways you help glorify God's name in our community. Thank you for the time you give to the food pantry for the love you show our children teaching classes and working in the nursery and volunteering at VBS. Thank you for your singing on Sundays and the wisdom you share in our classes. Thank you for being vulnerable and allowing to God, for God to shine through you even in our struggles. So we have an ambitious vision for 2023 and it's gonna take all of us to make it happen. And I hope we continue to bring our time, our talents and our tithe to God for him to use and bless. Thank you.